did want to follow up too from our last show. We talked about the three defensive players with Hufunga, Bosa, and Ward. I did. I have to correct myself. I said on the, on the show when I listened back to it, Bosa had three tackles for loss. He has six. So he's third in the league. He has six tackles for loss. So I want to clear that up. But I want to follow one thing on, on Chavarius Ward because um, I was looking. I was looking at it more today. I really think he might be, if not the most, one of the most underrated free agents in the entire league. So when when QBs are targeting him, they have a rating of thirty five point four. He's given up just eight completions on seventeen targets through four games. He's been absolutely sensational. And, you know, we know E-Man's been really good. And I, I just think the difference with this defense to me, you know, we talked about last on our last show about they may be the best defense since 95. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that today too. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the difference with this defense versus, you know, maybe the 2011 team or 2019 team? I think it's that the secondary is so good now. Mm-hmm. You know, before they had, you know, decent secondaries or whatever, but I don't, I don't think it's anywhere near what it is right now with Ward – Mosley and Lenore's playing really well in the slot. Womack played well when, when he, when he's had a chance to, and then the safety group where you have Hufunga who's, who's been a ball Hawk, which makes a huge difference on a defense. And then Gibson's the, I think he's the third highest ranked safety for pro football focus and Jimmy Ward and Jason Verrett, their practice window open this week. So they could be back this week. So I think that's the big difference is the secondary on this defense to me is Again, it, it feel like it's an elite unit, and then you put that with that elite front seven. I don't want to get ahead of myself because injuries happen, and you never know. But I, mm-hmm. I just feel like we could be in for a special, special season defensively. Yeah, and the Mooney Ward signing, I, I mentioned that during our training camp shows, and that was actually I said the exact same thing that this is going to be one of the most underrated signings in, in the entire NFL, and it and it has been through a month of the season. So the the difference, like you said, Al, between this team and those early 2010 teams, those Harbaugh teams, the Fangio teams is a secondary. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Like the, I'd say the linebackers on those teams are probably better, but that's not to say like the linebackers now are bad. It's just, you're literally comparing them to hall of famers, right? Like Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman, you know, like all perennial, all pros, right? So the, the bar set so high, but you know, the linebacking crew in this, on this team is, is in my opinion, the best in the league, right? So it's not, it's no knock against them, but the, the biggest difference I think is you had Carlos Rogers and Terrell Brown. At, at corner in, mm-hmm. in the Harbaugh years, right? And Carlos Rogers was like a reclamation project. Terrell Brown and, and Chris Culliver, right? Like who never ended up really doing anything after they left the Niners. They, you know, they were kind of just like whatever guys in the front, the front four really dominated and mm-hmm. they really get pressure without blitzing and, and all that stuff. It was a very, very different time. And now you're looking at the the strength of the the team being, you know, the back end of this, the, the, the defense in many ways. Hufanga is a superstar in the making. You've got Tashawn Gibson was was on that Jaguars defense that was number one for for a couple of years there yeah. when they had Blake Bortles and it couldn't really do anything when they went to the championship game. So he's he's got that experience and he's been part of an elite unit. So it's been it's they're just really fun to watch out. I think that's the biggest thing is that like defense isn't sexy. It's not today. It's not what people want to see. But like they're so dominant and they're so much fun to watch and it's it's just such a pleasure, man. It's what I want to see. And and I yeah. just, like I mentioned last show, I, I love when the defense goes out there and you just know the other team is not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. And I felt that way in 2011. I remember watching that defense. I was like, you know, the because Niners didn't score a lot that year. Alex Smith was, you know, Alex Smith and maybe they're putting up 17 points, but I would just feel like that's enough. Like we're mm-hmm. fine. You know, it'll be 17, 13, 17, 10. This defense won't, you know, isn't going to give up much more than that. 
I feel that way now. I, I really do. And it's going to be interesting to see them against teams like the Chiefs. But going into these next two games, I'm, you know, I've, I've talked to nauseam that we're worried about. I'm worried about, I'm worried about the offense. But I don't think it matters in the next two games at all. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really cool feeling. I feel like if they get to 20, they're going to win, both of them. Right. Baker Mayfield and Marcus Mariota, I'm, I'm not scared of that at all. Because mm-hmm. you can't run on the Niners, two-point yards per attempt. And these guys are going to try to throw against that secondary and that pass rush. I, I can't wait. I, it's just like I just want to sit back with a beer and just just watch the carnage. Like that's what I feel like <laughs> right now. You know, it's, it's just awesome. Especially the Panthers, right? Because they're not good at stopping the run, right? So that's what the Niners' bread and butter is. So you're going to see a lot of a lot of Jeff Wilson Jr., maybe Tevin Coleman. I mean, I'd like to see Jordan Mason more, but you're going to see a lot of a lot of handing the ball off, Jimmy turning around, turning around, handing off, doing what he does best. And, uh, you know, maybe make a throw here and there. Just don't mess it up because these are two, I hate the term because it's, it's overused and played out, but these are two trap games for the 49ers and they have to, they have to understand that these are games that they have to have because these are the, uh, the uh, there's no lollipops in the NFL, right? Like any team could be any team, but this is as close as it gets. Yeah. And they should, they should dominate both. And it's funny because the, the Atlanta game, they're talking over there about how Kyle Pitts kind of vanished from their, their game plan, much in the way that George Kittle has, has kind of vanished from the game plan here. And um, Akash Navaratan, who's, who's one of our the friends of the show, put out a stat on the percentages that certain tight ends are, are being used to block. And George Kittle was at about 10%. Tyler Higby was 10%. And um, uh, Travis Kelsey was like two, two, two and a half percent. And there's, there's a, there's a whole like list of them. And, you know, to me, even George Kittle blocking at 10% is uh, – Gusecki was the other one that was at 10%, right? So mm. the three guys at 10% were Gusecki, Kittle, and – and um, uh, uh, gosh, I'm I totally blanking here. So anyways, regardless, <laughs> Kittle it should not be at 10% because, you know, his skill set is so different than the other guys that are there. And he's – when he's not blocking, he's running clear out routes and he's not getting the ball. We talked about how Travis Kelsey gets plays schemed up for him. He gets played. He got targeted eight times in the first half against Tampa Bay. And to me, that is what the Niners should be doing at this point. They should be force feeding your tight end the ball. He's your all world tight end. He's got 21 catches in the last eight games, right? Al, I believe that was the stat that Mm -hmm. he put out. Yep. Unacceptable. Like he's, he's the, well, I would say now third best tight end in the league. Kelsey is clearly the best. And then you can argue that Mark Andrews is better as well because Mm -hmm. he gets the ball. So yeah. Yep. So, yeah, and, and Shan- today's Wednesday, and Shanahan had some comments about Kittle that I want to read to you. But before I do, support for the No Huddle podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package the ultimate men's hy- is the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code NOHUDDLE at manscaped.com. And if my math is correct, that's about 12 million balls. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code NOHUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use NOHUDDLE. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. So Shanahan was asked about Kittle today. And he said, the more Kittle is out there and healthy, the more he practices, the more he can get back into his routine. I think that stuff will take care of itself in terms of him getting the ball. 
the, the plays that went to him, I thought he did a good job in, in the game against the Rams. Kittle affects the game in so many ways, the run in the past. We definitely want to get him the ball more, but it's something we're not concerned about. We think it will take care of itself just as we get going. So obviously Kyle is not going to say anything other than that. Um, but I'm kind of glad that he's at least getting asked about it. Kind of glad that it's at least kind of in the forefront. And I feel like Kittle is due for one of these really big games. You know, one of these like 10 catch, 130, game, 130 yard type games. And before, before Kittle went into this funk, that's why when people are kind of like, oh, is he regressing? Um, is it this? Is it that? Before Kittle went in this funk, he, he was on an absolute tear. Absolute tear. And I got, I'm trying to get the stats up right now. He had a three-game stretch saying in 2021 where he was just absolutely destroying people. And I'm, I'm going to get it as I'm talking here. But one of the reasons I just I want to see him get involved more again is because this offense isn't doing what it should. And you just have this star player. And when I hear things like, you know, I don't know, well, he's double covered or this, that, the other thing. Like other other stars don't get covered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you brought up that point about, about Travis Kelsey they find ways to get him the ball. Mark mm-hmm. Andrews, sometimes it feels like, you know, was the only weapon for the Ravens. They they find ways to get him the ball. So it's kind of the same thing with, with Kittle, where I just want to see the Niners find ways to get him the ball. You think about what he did in that game a couple years ago um, against the Saints, where he catches a short pass and he just carries people 40 yards down the field or whatever it was. And that is what, that's what he's, capable of so what Kittle did before this before this stretch where he went into this funk three games he had nine first game nine catches 181 yards two TDs second game 13 catches 151 yards one TV and then the third six for 93 and then he went into that funk and his catch percentages in those games were 75 percent 86 percent 100 percent so they were throwing him the ball he was catching the ball and he was making big plays and then this funk. So it just does, it just kind of doesn't add up to add up to me. Um, and hopefully again, with Kyle saying this, maybe it's in the forefront of his mind and we're going to see Kittle more involved. I hope so. And maybe the injury has obviously has something to do with it because timing and all that stuff and getting, getting your sea legs and all that stuff that I, I think there is something to that, but at some point there's just no excuse for not even targeting him. And mm-hmm. is it, is it Jimmy? Is it Kyle? Whatever it is. But I mean, like, Really, it comes down to this, that there are certain plays where, for example, like there was a play that we saw uh, where Kyle Juszczyk was running down the middle of the field. You and you and Brian kind of mentioned that. So that's not that, that that's not going to be an option, right? Your fullback running down the field should not be an option, right? They're going to like your first option should be like your tight end, Debo, Ayuk, somebody like that, right? So I'm more concerned that we're seeing plays dialed up for like Juszczyk and Charlie Warner. And we're not seeing specific plays dial up for George Kittle. And fine, if he's double covered, that's that's one thing. But he's just—they're not even—they're not even trying to get him the ball. They're not—they're not trying these little design, small little dump offs to him, where he just turns around five yards and like gets you know those little confidence building catches. You don't see any of that. Like the the, the whole Kelsey thing, because I watched I watched that game, and it was interesting to me because Kelsey was not running down the field. Like they were not significantly a downfield passes. They were all about 10, 12 yards and under. And it was all in that box and basically around the first down marker and, and before it. And it's things like that, that, that will get that timing down and allow your quarterback to kind of ease into getting, getting him the ball or, or allow your coach to ease into scheming up plays for him. And they're just not doing that. 
And to me, like Kyle said, he's not concerned. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I like if if, it, if this was a concernometer, I would probably be like, uh, probably like a five or six at this point because it's just mm-hmm. been going back to last year, and they they still haven't figured it out. Yeah, you're talking half a season now, and I agree with you with the injury this year, but um, it doesn't kind of doesn't explain last year either. So you hope it's not a trend. You hope it's not a decline. You know, Kittle does take a lot of punishment. Um, you know, you hope he, he's he's not in that decline stage. I I don't think he is, but you know, we'll have to we'll have to kind of wait and see how it goes.